This is episode 234, Stop Overeating and Overspending with D. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another coaching episode of the podcast. Hello to all my new listeners. And of course, hello again to all of you who've been with me for years and years. Always love hearing from you when you message me on Instagram or you share the show. It means so much. So please keep doing it. If you're new, the way the show works is every Wednesday, I put out a unscripted, unedited, unproduced live coaching session that you get to listen to me coach somebody that I don't know on a topic that you probably will relate to. And every Saturday I air a interview with another thought leader, or I talk about something or I lead you through meditation. This coming weekend, I'm going to be sharing about my experience on the Dr. Joe Dispenza advanced long week retreat. So tune in for that. And I'm taking a nice deep exhale because we're finally in Austin. (laughs) We're not quite in our new house yet, but we're in Austin, so we get to move into our new house this weekend. Well, it'll be last weekend by the time you hear the show. And we have two days there before I get on a plane and fly to go teach my spring retreat, which I'm so excited about. So those of you that are coming, if you're listening to this episode on your way, I'm so, so, so excited to see you this weekend. Coming up, I have a live group coaching evening on love and relationships. You can join me from anywhere in the world. It's on Zoom. You're not on video, just me. And me and my husband are going to be teaching you about love, relationships, sex, and dating. And we're going to be taking your questions, questions about love, relationships, sex, or dating. No matter what your relationship status, you're welcome to join. It's only $20. Go to christinehasler.com slash group to join us for that. It is March 18th. So go secure your spot now. Have another beautiful episode for you today with Dee, who has a habit of overeating and overspending and just some really good stuff that we get into in this episode. And so important for any of you that have tried to stop doing something and you just can't seem to. Like you, It's almost worse when you have the awareness that you quote unquote, you shouldn't be doing it. And it's like you see yourself doing it over and over and over again. You know, I, I know I can get that way sometimes with for example, being like impatient. It's like I I watch myself being impatient with myself or someone else and going, oh, why am I being like this? I need to shift it. But it's just so programmed for whatever reason that sometimes it's hard to shift. And we really unpack why it's hard to shift. And I give you some insight on how to shift it. And it's not through really behavior modification or just trying to stop yourself from doing it or not doing it. So as you're listening, consider, do you have a habit of overspending and or overeating? Do you have a behavior where you see yourself doing it and you know you shouldn't, but you just can't seem to stop? Did you grow up with a lot of chaos? And are you perhaps as an adult in a life where there isn't a lot of chaos, but you're still playing out behavior that brings some chaos into your life and you just want to be able to enjoy your life? How are you with going with the flow and letting go of control? Do you tend to grip on too tightly? And finally, do you feel like you have a deep experience with a higher power? Like you really feel like you can trust it and it's got your back. 
So keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with D. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for today, one of my favorite shoe companies in the world, Rothy's. So they are the company making beautiful shoes for women and kids out of plastic water bottles that are crazy comfortable and fully machine washable. You know, if you've been listening, that I have been traveling since November 30th. We had basically 21 different stays, and my Rothy shoes were the one shoe that really made the trip because I had to pack light, but I knew I could always count on my Rothy's flat if I wanted to you know, dress it up a little bit or if I just wanted a comfortable shoe that I could walk in all day and whenever it got a little dirty, just throw it in the wash. So why I love Rothy's is they're seamlessly knit using thread made from plastic water bottles. So they're ultra comfortable as soon as you slip them on. There's zero break-in period. They're the perfect everyday shoes for life on the go. Stylish and comfortable. They go with your Lululemon yoga pants to dresses and skirts. They come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And they have styles like sneakers, loafers, points, and more. Plus, Rothy's always comes with free shipping and returns and exchanges. No risk, no worries, no reason not to try. Another major bonus, like I said, fully machine washable. Every time they need to refresh, just toss them in the washing machine. And I really love this. Rothy's owns and operates their manufacturing workshop where they prioritize sustainability every step of the way. Plus, Rothy's ship directly in their shoebox, no unnecessary packaging. There's their feel-good flats in more ways than one. So here's your call to action. Check out all the amazing styles available right now at Rothy's, R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash over. Again, go to rothys.com slash over to get your new favorite flats. One more time, go to rothys.com slash over today and get your new favorite comfortable pair of shoes. And now on to my coaching call with Dee. Dee, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, first, just wanted to say that your book, Expectation Hangover, just like completely saved my life. So Aww. thank you You're uh, for, for creating it. So what I was hoping to get some coaching on today is around some overconsumption habits I seem to have around spending and eating. Mm-hmm. It's something I've struggled with for a long time, especially the spending. I've been married for 12 years and it's been a repeating habit where I get a credit card and then I rack it up and then my husband bails me out. And then I don't have a credit card for a couple of years and then I feel like I'm responsible for one again. And then I get one and I rack it up and it's, you know, it's about four times now over the past 12 years of our marriage. And I recently just left my corporate job like on Tuesday (laughs) and I'm a full-time entrepreneur now and we're working with a financial advisor and I'm having to kind of fess up again that, you know, I have a bit of a balance on a card and we're going to have to go into our personal savings to try to clear it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just brings up like a lot of shame and it brings up, you know, I feel bad for him and I just don't understand why I keep doing this, you know, I'm pretty good at attracting money. Um, I, I earn well, but I just seem to continually rack up debt. And then it's like overeating too. It's like the food. I noticed like the very same kind of energy around, uh, my, and like my inability or unwillingness or whatever it is to like not overeat and not eat fast food, not eat food. That's horrible for me. 
I don't know why I link the two, but the two are just so similar yeah. to me. They're like my final frontiers in life, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, I hear you. And thank you so much for your honesty. I know that with things that we feel shame around, it's often difficult to talk about them. So thank you for your honesty because I'm sure a lot of people can relate. So you've listened to the show. You've read Expectation Hangover. Mm-hmm. You've learned that... Our behaviors are often reactions to unresolved issues and things that have happened to us. Put your psychologist hat on for a moment. Why do you think that you do this? Um, Well, we definitely grew up with a lot of scarcity in our family. We grew up, uh, you know, on the poor side of life. And with the food, it's pretty easy for me to pinpoint around, you know, any, if I wanted to eat seconds, I had to eat really fast. I had to out eat my big brother <laughs> if I wanted the food. And so I definitely feel like the food is a security thing for me going back to childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, the money thing, I've just, no one's ever talked about money. Like we didn't learn it in school. My parents never talked about money. I was out on my own, you know, at 17 years old, which is the first time I racked up a credit card. And yeah, I just feel like. So this money, started at 17? Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was my first phone contract and my first credit card. Okay. On the flip side of the finance, like at 17, I also started my first retirement savings plan. So it's not like I was totally off, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I still had some like financial aspirations, but there's Mm -hmm. like the self-sabotage. It feels like. Yeah, it does feel like self-sabotage and it feels like a bit of the rebel. Yeah. So where are you, where are you wound too tight? control. Mm-hmm. I can definitely feel like I try to control a lot in my life. Um, mm-hmm. I don't like unpredictable. Mm-hmm. Um, and why don't you like unpredictable? It's not certain. I, I always, you know, this is a big thing I've been through for the past two years is around letting go of uncertainties mm-hmm. um, and just go with the flow. Like go with the flow is like the opposite of my natural nature. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's natural nature, but um, <clears throat> your conditioned nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you grew up in scarcity. Was there also chaos, or was it pretty calm in your house? It was chaotic for sure. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. So you have a comfort zone with chaos, mm-hmm. and so there's a part of you that's always going to be creating it. So we could call this self-sabotage or like I remember how I said it's this rebel part. Yeah. What it feels like to me, and you tell me if this feels true for you, is that there's a part of you that's so familiar with chaos that if something isn't out of control, like your credit card bills or, or whatever, it almost feels off. <laughs> Yeah, like I didn't think I would be crying on this episode, but I'm literally tearing up. Yeah. (laughs) That feels definitely right. Yeah, yeah. So it's amazing what the human psyche will seek out just because it's familiar. You know, we hear stories about people going back to people that abuse them over and over and over again. And we think, why would you ever? do that this person hurt you well because it's familiar because it's what we know 
And because over time, we don't think we deserve any better. Mm. So as you were starting your retirement fund at 17 and starting to get more certainty and starting to leave the chaos, and as you've attracted this man into your life, is, is your marriage chaotic? Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> Opposite of chaotic. Exactly. So you're looking for something that gives you those feelings. See, we become addicted to feelings because they're habitual. So we can become addicted to anxiety and fear and the feeling of feeling revved up or feeling like there's something we have to solve or feeling out of control or whatever it may be. So although there's this part of you that's really controlling, there's this other part of you that loves to feel out of control because it feels like home. Yeah. Because your brain like needs the fix. Make sense? It, It absolutely does. And I do have like an addiction background, like going generations, including my life and I could just, I could picture that being weaved in there too, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just acknowledge a few things. You've broke a lot of patterns because look at the marriage that you're in. Mm. Would you say that your home life is different from the one you grew up in? 10,000%. Absolutely. So consciously you've healed a lot and you've done a lot to get yourself into a different home environment. Mm-hmm. So now we've just got to deal with that part that doesn't want the other shoe to drop. So it's unconsciously creating chaos in other areas. <laughs> I always say that. I'm like, I'm always just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. That's like how my whole life is. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. Wow. When you were a kid, did you ever feel abandoned by God? <laughs> It's so funny you say that. Like I grew up in a family that didn't have any faith or religion, um, but I was going to every church in my neighborhood growing up. Like I would go to Sunday school. I would go to every single religion church. I was seeking something at a very young age. Mm-hmm. I was always a seeker and I still am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you ever feel like you found it? Um, I I feel like I have a I have a lot of trust and faith in the spiritual world. Like I'm in, I'm in spiritual healing arts and I, I feel like I, I have now, but I definitely as a child can pinpoint always seeking, mm-hmm. always seeking. And but I, I trust spirit more than I trust anything here. Right. But that little girl was sort of like, where are you, God? Yes. I'm working really hard to find you. So where are you? Yeah. 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 So. It's not a grown-up D that is overspending and overeating. It's little D, the part of you that is looking for something. It's interesting. She's looking for chaos and peace. Mm. It's like she creates the chaos to feel the peace. Yeah. And what's beautiful is that you've got this, you've still got this seeker inside of you that feels very connected to the spiritual world. And if you could take the energy you spend on spending or eating into your spiritual life, oh my goodness, would things open up for you. But I think that there's still a piece that doesn't feel worthy, that doesn't feel worthy of the money, which is why you get it and spend it because of the scarcity and how you grew up. 
and that doesn't feel totally worthy for the divine to just make your life amazing and take full care of you. Because in order to really, really embody worthiness when it comes to the divine, it requires total surrender. Did that make sense what I said? Absolutely. And so I love that you're in the spiritual arts and I love that you're connected. But can you see how you're still controlling even there? Absolutely. Yeah. Or you're not totally surrendering. So in those moments where you want to spend, are you aware? Like, can you catch yourself? in between when you go and want to spend and when you want to go and overeat? Like, are you aware that you're about to do it? I am. It's the weirdest out-of-body experience where like I'll finish my sessions for the day and instead of going to something that's in my fridge or cupboard, I will get in my car and go to a drive-thru. And I know the whole time, I'm like, just turn around and like, there's so much food at home and I still go to the drive-thru. So what do you think you're really looking for? Because you're not looking for food or items. What do you think you're really seeking when you're driving to the, the fast food store or you're driving to the mall or whatever? What do you think you're um, really after? That dopamine effect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't, that's something like, I just think it's like another thing that I was thinking last week when I was pondering all this was like, I think too, there's a part of me that feels really accomplished because I can have drive through and I can buy random things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah which is great, which is great. And some part of you really loves that, but some part of you is also sabotaging it mm-hmm. because it's going away as soon as you get it. Yeah. I feel horrible after. Yeah. So let's talk about the dopamine because that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing, but do you know what else creates dopamine? Nope. <laughs> Love. No. Love. Like oxytocin is a precursor to dopamine, serotonin, all that stuff. So what if in those moments you stopped and actually went into feeling love? Yeah. Like just thinking about my children or something. That could be a good gateway, Mm -hmm. but I'd actually want you to eventually get to feeling self-love. Yeah. Like I love myself to not this don't even put conditions on it Mm. just see if you can generate the feeling of love because you so whatever predominant feelings we felt in our family we attach to love because we think our family's supposed to love us so part of how you think you love yourself that feels familial and familiar is to create chaos. Yeah. Because the thing that chaos does in a family too, is it revs up the nervous system. It gets all the fight or flight and adrenaline chemicals going. The same thing is happening when you're going to the fast food store or you're shopping. So you're addicted to a, a rush. Yeah. But you can get that. You got to, So it's like, this is why kind of behavior modification often doesn't work because if you're chemically addicted to feeling a certain way, then if you don't give it to yourself another way, it's how do you ever stop doing it? It makes so much sense when you say that. 
So your work is really to give yourself, like to learn how to generate the feeling of whatever the the shopping or the eating does for you. So like for me, I'm trying to think of, um, so one habit that I had a lot was watching TV at night, especially when I ate. Because as a kid, that's how I escaped things. I would mm-hmm. just like, watch TV at night and, and eat my dinner. And I was doing that as an adult a lot. <laughs> and it was becoming like every night, like I would, I couldn't wait till I'd have my TV and my dinner in front of the TV and my dessert afterwards. Like that was like what I would look forward to every day because it was giving me a, an escapism feeling, which if we look at escapism, what it does is it shuts down the worry centers of the brain. It shuts down the thinking centers of brain. I was basically wanting a distraction and even more than a distraction, an escape. Is that making sense? Absolutely. So when I realized, wow, I'm kind of addicted. Like if I'm looking forward to ending my day and flipping on the TV and zoning out and I'm doing it day after day after day, there's something going on here. And I noticed the next day, you know, I just feel a little more depressed. Like it wasn't really working. And then I'd have shame and you know, the cycle. Yeah. (laughs) So what I had to look at is, all right, how do I give myself the same feeling of calm, of not overthinking, of having my nervous system like regulated without the TV and the food? Because just stopping it and trying to do something different wasn't really working. And so I had to find ways to create that same feeling. So oftentimes it was, I'd put on music and I'd draw a bath or I'd get a coloring book and crayons or I'd do a puzzle. You know, just things that would give me the feeling of not being so turned on mentally but also weren't zoning me out completely so much so that I felt shame and guilt the next day. Yeah. So what I would encourage you to do is you've got to find a way to get that rush and how you could do it is maybe it's putting on your favorite song and dancing and getting the chemicals in your brain, your body turned on. Maybe it's going for an incredible walk. Maybe it's listening to a powerful meditation where you're guided to feel the feelings of enthusiasm and excitement and love. Because if you can open your heart and if you can get those chemicals going in your body, you won't want the food or the things so much anymore. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like like a light bulb's just gone off in my head, like completely. <laughs> what What's the light bulb? Just about the creating conflict as just that repeating pattern. Like I can just see it in so many different areas of my life. Yeah. It's just, um, and you know, I've, I've been in therapy a while and I bring this up all the time. I'm like, I just, I don't understand. Like I kept thinking it was a safety thing. Um, like I just feel safe when I eat. I feel safe when, you know, I spend... <laughs> Yeah, that makes of course any you sense. do. No, it does because it feels familiar. Anything yeah. that feels familiar feels safe. Yeah. No, I feel like um, 
like I feel better prepared to talk to my husband about because he's always asking he's like why like why why do you keep doing this like I don't understand I'm like I don't know this may be a good analogy for your husband so have you ever heard of like veterans that come back from war and being in combat and they just they can't integrate back into like peaceful life or prisoners who get released but they actually end up going back to prison because they can't handle just peaceful society again yeah why is that I, I guess like they would just feel safe in that chaos. Right. They got used to it. That became their new normal. Yeah. And so it yeah. just takes the brain and the body some time to really get, wait a second, that was then, this is now. Like just because those feelings are familiar doesn't mean they're good for me. Yeah. But how can I get the same good resulting feelings <laughs> in a way that's actually supportive? Yeah. And I'm excited a, to try that. Yeah. I'm excited. And like, it may be trial and error. Some yeah. things may work. Some things may not. But just when you find yourself right on the cusp of the wanting to spend or the wanting to eat, just put one hand on your heart and just gently with so much love not like you're punishing a bad dog, but with so much love, stop. D, this, is, this isn't the direction we need to go anymore. What do we need in this moment? What are we really craving? Mm. And one thing that I often say to myself is that was then, this is now. Now we're safe. Now we don't have to worry about the other shoe dropping. Now we can really feel into the love the grace, the magic that's always been around us. That's amazing. How do you feel? Honestly, I feel like an anvil's been like lifted off my chest. Good. I do. I feel, I feel really positive about kind of what to do next. Good. Ton of clarity. I thank you so much. I I feel so lucky to have have been able to do this with you. Oh, it's my pleasure. And just remember, be gentle with yourself. I don't know how old you are, but you're breaking decades of programming and patterning. So please be gentle with yourself. Just every day is another day. Every opportunity is another opportunity. Be gentle. You don't need to create any more internal chaos by being hard on yourself. Mm, Right. Okay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. And Dee, keep me posted on how you're doing, okay? I will. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Maurice, thank you. Okay. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Thank you so much, Dee, for your honesty and for really bringing this topic to light. As I say so often on the show, the only way we heal shame is to bring it into the light. And I know you help so many people who perhaps are feeling shame and also just confusion about what they need to do with any kind of overeating habits, overspending, overeating, or whatever it may be. So as you heard, Dee was in this pattern of both overeating and overspending, which didn't really match her current life. And that's how we know that Something from our past, like an unresolved issue from our past or basically an old emotional addiction that has created a pattern of acting that is so unconscious we have a hard time quote unquote controlling it 
is at play is if we're doing something that doesn't match our current life. So she's got this great husband. She has a peaceful life, but she's still creating chaos and in these patterns. So she's not reacting to her present day reality. She's reacting to what's happened in the past and the programming and personality and coping mechanisms and resulting behavior from her past. So really let that sink in. If you're doing something that doesn't match up to what your current life represents, like let's say you're really happy in your job or you're really happy in your marriage, you've got this great family or you're out of a health concern or you're out of a financial difficulty or whatever it may be, but you're still feeling the same way you did before you were able to create a different external result. If there's still like a pattern or an operating system running, it just means you got some work to do in terms of going up and cleaning back the past. So let me just break this down a little bit more. So she's in this pattern of overspending or overeating. Her husband bails her out. It brings up a lot of shame, but she can't seem to get out of the cycle because she's addicted to chaos, right? So she grew up with scarcity, both financial scarcity and food scarcity. So there's always stress. There was always like this feeling of never being enough, not having enough and not feeling at peace. So she chases this feeling of peace and calm by going and overspending and overheating. Now I know that makes no sense logically, but if you think of it like this, like with any addiction, you're never after like the substance. Like it's not that she wants more stuff or more food. She's after the feeling that that substance or that behavior gives her. So when she overspends or overeats for a moment, there's that feeling of creating chaos, which in some way makes her feel peace and calm because it's what she's used to. And the familiar becomes what we attach with love and safety. Even if it makes no logical sense, you wouldn't think, whoa, chaos creates love and safety. No, it doesn't make logical sense. But when we understand that the human psyche feels safety with certainty, so whatever she knew and felt to be true growing up, scarcity, chaos, those kinds of things, the brain will continually hunt for through behavior so that she can have that feeling. So it's way more than sabotage. It's a part of her that feels so familiar with chaos that if everything is good and peaceful, it feels off. And when I said that to her, she teared up and that's how we knew she was onto something. So again, the human psyche gets addicted to the familiar. And if you grew up with a lot of chaos or if you grew up with a lot of just people treating you poorly, then you have a high tolerance for chaos and bullshit behavior from other people because you're so used to it. And what happens when we have the the chaos or the feelings that go along with creating it is we become addicted to those negative or better said lower vibrational feelings like anxiety. It's almost contradictory that that anxiety, that feeling that she gets from overspending or overeating actually creates peace. So really let that sink in. Sometimes that revved up, anxious, overing, addicted behavior creates that, again, that feeling of anxiety and revved up, but it also creates a feeling of peace because like I said, it's familiar. 
And she said, addiction runs in her family, but remember, addiction is more about chasing a feeling than a substance. Now that her home life is peaceful, she's unconsciously creating chaos in other areas because she's consistently waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now, the other thing we talked about is I asked her if she felt like God abandoned her and because I was feeling something about her and God as a child. And she said, as a child, she was always seeking. And as a grown-up, maybe she's found it, but it hasn't, I think she's found it intellectually. It hasn't really, really, really dropped in. But this is so beautiful that she has that longing and has that connection because that's the doorway. So if she can kind of take the energy that she exerts to go create chaos and really turn that another direction, because that's a very momentous energy. If she can really turn that into her spiritual relationship, which I think her little girl has been craving for a very, very long time, then that's where that energy can go. And she can get those feelings of peace and relief without the chaos and self-sabotaging behavior. And for Dee and for all of you listening, it's going to require more surrender. And that's not something that we can do overnight. It's something that first begins with finding a non-sabotaging, chaos-creating way to get the feeling that spending and eating gives her. So she's got to break the addiction to the feeling. So as your takeaway, let me see if I can break this down a little more because I know this can kind of seem confusing. So I'm going to break it down for you. If you're in any kind of behavior, whether it's overeating, overspending, or just like the example I gave, impatience or the feeling of anxiety, like you just find things to worry about and obsess about, know that that's an emotional addiction. It's an emotional addiction that's creating certain thoughts and behaviors. So the first step is to be aware of it to go, oh, there it is. I'm in my emotional addiction where I'm trying to give myself a feeling that I had a lot as a kid that became familiar, okay? So you go, oh, there it is. Two, as quick as you can, you drop into compassion. You're like, oh, high anxiety or high overeating. I see you. I'm here with you. I accept you. What do you need in this moment? And you start to listen. And maybe it'll say, I need to take a deep breath, or I need to know that I'm safe, or I need to feel love, or I need to feel something to take my mind off of this or whatever. You just listen and you learn to give that emotional addiction, it's drug a different way, a different way. So like I'll use myself, the feeling of anxiety that is an emotional addiction for me that's often created by thinking, 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 thinking. And the way that the behavior that manifests as a way to to deal with that feeling is I would just do, 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 be really, really busy, be really active, couldn't sit still, couldn't sit in a meditation, all that kind of stuff. So what that feeling was looking for was a release. It needed a release. So that's why emotional release work has been such a big part of my teaching for so long. So if I'm feeling that feeling, I'll go scream and hit a pillow or I'll shake or I'll dance to a really loud, like high intensity song and give myself that release. So you, you find another way to give that feeling what it needs without doing the addictive behavior, right? So I'm substituting, hitting a pillow and screaming, doing emotional release work or dancing or shaking. I'm substituting that for doing, 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 being busy, being stressed, so on and so forth. So I, I want you just to let this sink in and I want you to practice it. And this is all 
something we're going to be teaching more explicitly in the retreat that Steph and I are going to be teaching in either late September or October. We're finalizing the days right now in Austin. It's going to be a four-day breathwork and life work event where we're really going to be teaching you how to break a lot of these emotional addictions. It's open to men and women. Great thing to do for our couples as well. So if you want to get on the interest list for that, we're still working on getting the, the page up. Um, but if you want to be one of the first to know so you get the massive early bird discount, go to christinehasser.com slash Austin and sign up there. All right, everybody, like I said, let this sink in. This was, there are many layers to this and this is kind of more advanced in terms of what I'm teaching you here, but you can do it. Y'all are smart cookies, advanced in personal development and evolution. That's why I love my tribe so much. And I'm sending you so much love and many blessings, everybody. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Mm -hmm.